This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks. I have the pleasure of having Marco and Masi from Gym Pass straight from Brazil back into the U.S. here where Masi and Marco did business school like myself. So we've come a long way and we're running a big company now. So I want to find out how this started and where it's going. So nice to have you guys on the show. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. So you want to just give your background in, um, as you started in the, in the business back in Brazil and kind of how this idea evolved and now it's kind of a tiger by the tail. Yeah. Uh, we can go through, um, you know, the background here. You want to just set the stage for the audience on, on what Jim Pass does and, and how, you know, a partnership uh, obviously is a, is a no-brainer. Cool. So starting with the mission of Jim Pass, our mission, like, like you're mentioning, is to defeat an activity. And, and the way it all started was, you know, we saw an opportunity in a way to engage with HR leaders of the world to kind of, you know, support the mission in a way that they would also benefit if they have like a, a healthy or a more active workforce, meaning mm -hmm. they'll have less low health costs, meaning that they will have, you know, lower absenteeism, uh, turnover and so forth. So the idea of Gym Pass or the mission of Gym Pass is to connect, you know, those dots to make sure that companies are spending or investing corporate wellness funding into fitness. And then we partner in a way that we bring the engagement level like with HR and leveraging HR channels to make sure they're bringing not the five to 15% of people that are active worldwide or thinking in the US, but it would take levels to, you know, 35, 40%. So yep. that's basically, you know, in a, in a nutshell, you know, what Gym Pass does and, and what we are, a corporate wellness benefit. My background, you know, specifically, I was like born and raised in Brazil, engineer, electrical engineer, then I joined a company called Boston Consulting Group to do some consulting work. Mm -hmm. Then I, like after that, I found, you know, uh, passionate about education and I joined a nonprofit, you know, that was working in improving public education in Brazil. That's when I got to Harvard to do my MBA. And I was like, uh, spent some time learning also about public education systems here in Brazil, in, in the US. But I went back, worked a little bit more in education. And then I joined and I met one of the founders of, you know, Gym Pass, who was also an HBS grad, Cesar Carvalho, who ended up inviting me to join Gym Pass, you know, to manage the Brazilian operation. And I joined both as an executive and also an investor there. Okay. And after What year was that? It was 2000. It was almost like four years ago. Four. So, okay. yeah. And then I, I ended up leading the Brazilian operation, which was like our first market. Then the expansion to Latin America. And more recently, I was invited to join the U.S. team to kind of bring the same, you know, growth that we have seen in Latin America, but also to the U.S. market. Now, as you said, you now we're discussing with, you know, a bigger company with more funding and, and a healthier balance sheet so that we can invest like in, in the business model and grow here. So when you when you're in Brazil, what were some of the early wins? Like, did you get and what was the pitch to these corporations? I mean, you know, it's kind of a chicken and the egg. So you went and got all the health clubs and fitness studios in Brazil on a, a database directory and then kind of how, the, how did that evolve? And what was the first big client, I guess, that so you got the, in Brazil? The, the first, like, it, it all happened, like, somehow, like, by accident. Like, we had, like, the first major client was PwC in Brazil, and they called us okay. to ask for a dissolution, that they wanted, like, substitute their reimbursement program for something better. And then they kind of helped us to shape the product as it is now with like mm -hmm. one single membership sub sub subsidized by the corporation and uh, with like generate a lot of value to the users. And then with this came, you know, kind of the first chain, which was like Company Atletica back there in Brazil. And we figured out there's like this chicken and egg problem. You need to solve like bringing like a large corporation in one end and like right. a larger chain. Mm -hmm. Like this happened, like, hap you know, it was... It was usually, you know, executed in Brazil where we started. But then when we think about a new market, that's the challenge. Because then you don't, you have to find someone, I be, I, I'd call it like, you need to find the believers. 
right. at least for the first right. wave. And then once you have some important leaders in those markets to believe, then it's easier to go and roll out because, you know, the followers will come. Yeah. And in, in the health club industry in general, it's uh, and, and Dave Gannon and I have been experiencing this, you know, it, your calling card becomes like the three best clients that you have on each side. So if I say, hey, I've got Equinox and Crunch and, uh, you know, Mountainside Fitness, it's like, okay, I'll, if they validated your product and I, you know, or your service, then then I'm in. So it seems like that's that that's just how, yeah, and, how and, this and, uh, this marketplace evolves. Exactly. And here in the U.S., I think it's not different now. Like after two years of operation, we already have ten thousand gyms, you know, fitness partners, mm-hmm. and like major brands like Lifetime or SoulCycle, Blink. We talk like Y7, Solid Core. There's like a lot of you know important players in the industry that understood the business model of Gym Pass, and mm-hmm. they decided to partner with us. Some of them even like partnering exclusively with Gym Pass to make sure they were like, we are the channel to bring you know this corporate. Uh, money or discover users into their their fitness facilities. So that's probably a good good uh, venue into Masi. Why don't you give your background, your, what your initiatives are, and then we can kind of pick up yeah. on the supply side. My group, my background. I was born and raised in Italy, so I'm not Brazilian. Uh, born in Florence, and after college, I, I moved to Ireland uh, to work at Google, the European headquarters, for many years. And after that, I moved to the U.S. to to for business school. So I went to Columbia Business School. Um, and after business school, I spent a few years at Bain & Company here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and consulting. And then I learned about Gympass that was expanding to the U.S. I got to know Cesar, the, the owner, the, the CEO and, and uh, one of the founders. And um, I knew already about Gympass because it was pretty strong already in Europe and, and Latin America. Mm. Um, so I, I, I wanted to, to jump on this. So I started to, to help on the expansion, especially in the Northeast market on the client side. And then I joined the, the partnership side and I, I lead the the um, uh, gym and, and fitness studio uh, partnerships for the U.S. So for me, it was important to work for a company that uh, has a mission to, to make people's life better, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, really, I really wanted to do something that had that mission. And uh, I think corporations are the right channel because they have the right audience to their employees. They have the budgets. They have everything to, to make sure we spread this message and we activate new people because that's our goal. Our mm-hmm. goal is, is to make sure we activate new new people that were not active before. And also, that's also what we bring to our to our gym partners and, and studios and fitness partners. We basically tell them that we're gonna bring new people, which is which is right. And we believe the companies can do that. Mm-hmm. So w- one, one of the biggest obstacles in the in the health club industry historically, when you, when you come with a new type of service, you know, they, they probably ask two questions. You know, one, how much money can I make? Two is like, how do you protect that this doesn't destroy my current recurring revenue base from my relationship with members? So what are the two responses to that? So, so the, the, the typical response is that uh, we bring new people, right? Of course, they want to see that. So we have case studies that show that, that typically 90% of the, of the users that we bring to, this, to these gyms are completely new, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and, and that's because, as I mentioned, there are different, different uh, variables into this. Of course, the company, the employers make it easier for employees and, and more affordable, mm-hmm. but also the, the variety that we offer to, to the employees because we have different, different partners and different gyms allow them to try and find what we say the activity to love. So before finding the gym and the studio that they go to more often, they want to try different things. So of course, this brings new new people to the to the market. And then I would say the third element is the fact that we work very closely with HR, so with our client success team to, to engage with these employees. We have events at these companies to make sure everybody knows about this, this benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and the next step is probably trying, right? Uh, so some, some gyms 
decide to try this and see that there is value and the, the people that we bring are new, new members, new users. So it's all incremental revenue. And that's, that's how we start the partnership. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I would add, like, when we decided to target inactive people, and that's why we're not B2C and we're, like, focused on B2B directly, like, we changed completely the way we communicate. So mm -hmm. we changed, like, people that were showing up in, the, in, the, in, in, in like, in companies. Like, we, we changed the way we're communicating, like, make sure that it's welcoming to someone that is not active. Because if you go the first time to a gym, sometimes it could be super hard to do it and to engage. And we're right. like talking with our gym or fitness partners to make sure that they understand that people that we're bringing in are inactive. So if they don't provide an amazing, good experience for the first time, people will not be engaged and they will not be back, you know, they'll be back to an active, you know, lifestyle. So that's that's kind of the challenge that we're, that we're aiming at to mm -hmm. make sure that we're bringing really, you know, partners that will cope with this, with this mission. And then if I'm an employer... And you come in and you pitch me and I say, okay, I'm going to get my, I'm going to offer my employees gym pass. Um, typically, the, the corporate sales cycle is very long. Second is like the, the actual ability for them to give you access directly to employees. You know, that, that there, there could be bureaucratic reasons for that. There could be personality agreements for that. It could be like, hey, I signed this up, but I actually don't really want you to succeed, you know, at, the, at a higher level, obviously, you know, there, there's costs associated with it. So how do you, how have you kind of gone through and like kind of pierced the corporate veil and say, okay, look, I'm in and I'm, and it's like my responsibility to get these people in the gym. So, so you're totally right about, you know, the sales cycle and it can take up to like 18 months to get mm -hmm. engagement from HR. But the important piece is that because companies are paying for this, like it's an investment. So that's why we move away from companies that don't want to like subsidize part of it. We want them to have to explain to their CEO, to their CFO, what this line called gym pass and what's they're getting out of it. Because once they do this, then they're like engaged enough to make sure that we're able to one, communicate to everyone, that we're able to visit all the sites and that they will be promoting physical activity as part of their solution. Mm -hmm. So although in one hand makes it harder to get it, it's like on the other hand, it like stick with it. So because, right. you know, there's like so many discussions with HR to understand the solution, how it works and, and like create the trust between HR and ourselves. Once it's gone, like it starts, then it like becomes real, like a real partnership. So like turning our industry, if you think about this, it's barely zero. So like we don't see clients, you know, canceling gym pass to move away with like different solutions because they're like super committed and we're delivering mm -hmm. on the results. And so if I'm a employee at PwC, let's say as your example, um, and I'm a member of Gym Pass. Do I have the ability to go to any club or studio that's in the network, or do I have to pick that that specific location? No. Usually, the way it works, you have like a set of plans, like aligned with the corp, like with the company, and then these plans has a subsidy. Each one of those have a subsidy, you know, up to 80 percent. So it starts at it starts at like 10 dollar plan. And then this mm -hmm. $10 plan will give you access to your fitness facility with a market price of up to $40. So that's basically how it works. You can go and you can use the same location every day, which is, you know, most of the people do. Or you can go and you choose, you know, you can use different locations every day. It's up to you. Like you have the option. So if you're okay. traveling, you can use different locations as well. If you want to upgrade, you go to more sophisticated, you know, fitness partners. Then you can upgrade or downgrade like, like at a monthly membership. Out of their, out of their direct deposit. At like usually payroll. That's how at it payroll, works. Right, yeah, at at payroll deposit, deduction. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then what kind of usage are you seeing? You know, if if there's a, a CFO or or a, a HR director that's listening to this now, that's on the corporate side. You know, what kind of penetration are you seeing from the employee base? Go ahead. Uh, typically, we we try to multiply by three to five the number of active employees within a company. So, okay. as, in average. 
There's um, in the US probably 15% of the people have a gym membership. And that's the base where we start with the, with the client, with the corporation. And then uh, because of the work we do with them and, uh, and, and try to activate new people, we, we bring that to 35, sometimes 50%. So that's basically what we want to do for corporations. And also as a result, what we bring to, to partners as mm -hmm. new users. And, and if I'm a health club called, you know, Peach Fitness in, in Nomad part of, of New York and, and you had our uh, account there, you know, give me a magnitude of like how many new members somebody's seen it, it really varies by by location and by and by area of the, of the country where you are uh, typically our clients uh, give access to the benefit to all the employees so let's say you have a headquarters in new york but you have employees you have a plant in michigan or north carolina we try to offer a standardized benefit for all the employees so we try to have um gyms nearby near the employees and that's it really depends on where you are right you can, you can get a lot of new users it depends also what price point you 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 are uh, but it can, it can really vary a lot. So mm -hmm. my, my answer to this uh, would be, you know, it, since it's all additional revenue or incremental revenue, because we're guaranteeing like so many ways that there's no cannibalization and no, 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 right, no, 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 and, 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 and in our contracts, that's part of, you know, some, some of the agreements. Uh, I, I believe that if you have, you know, adding up to like five to 15% of incremental revenue, thinking about an average EBITDA, for, you know, those gyms, you'll be talking about, you know, growing your EBITDA, which like the money going to the owner of the facility, you know, like 30 to 40 percent. So so like a, like a small incrementality in the mm -hmm. top line, if it's like really incremental, could be like a, like could have a major sure. impact in the bottom line. So that's that's what we're like pitching at. And that's why I believe, you know, there's no reason why any any gyms facility or a fitness facility shouldn't join Gym Pass, you know, with this business model. Gotcha. So what are some of the results that, that you've seen and, and what do people say? you know, who are, are members that, um, you know, they didn't go in a gym before because they were intimidated, you know, but kind of going through the gym pass, you know, this kind of door and open for them. Yeah, so I think the, the, what we've seen is, is a lot of new people going, right? And that's, uh, I think, our, our also our, our message is, is not just for those employees or people that were already active. Also, if you, if you see our marketing, uh, a lot of it uh, pushes employees that were not active before, so not the typical uh, typical gym person. Of course, the benefit is available for those people as well, and those are the first one to, to uh, take advantage of it. But but our message is really for for other other people. So the results that we've seen is that these people really see the uh, benefit, like they really they really get the results of this activity. Sometimes trying different gyms, and then they find the the, the ones that they like. Mm -hmm. um, and and employees are super engaged, and we see that when we go to corporations, everybody loves. Gym Pass. So, so one, one example that I really like is that Gym Pass is super democratic in a way. So if you think about large corporations, 1,000 like employees plus, some of them, they have like a nice gym in their headquarter, like mm -hmm. in New York, for instance. But think about a bank where they have like nice gym in the network in their, their headquarter, but there's no solution for the branches. So I think when Gym Pass comes into play, like we offer the same level of, of solution or, or subsidize, like sub, subsidy to, you know, whoever works in the headquarter and have access to New York locations, but also someone, you know, in the middle of the United States that has like three, four facilities nearby, like mm -hmm. their house or their town. So the way we grow our network is not based on density of the like population. It's not like city per city. It's based on where the employees of our clients are. So once we have the list where they are, then we start calling mm -hmm. up all the gyms locations nearby to make sure that everyone has the same solution. So what do we got a feedback, you know, from one bank, which is super interesting, is that Gym Pass was the first benefit that was equally good 
for someone in the headquarter that usually has all the benefits to someone, you know, far away, like working in a branch. So for me, right. you know, the fact that it's democratic and real access for everyone is super exciting. Got it. So as you look, um, you know, to, to the U.S. market and, um, you know, Marco, you were in Brazil and then Latin America now coming here. What, what are some of the similarities or differences or, you know, what, what kind of stands out to you as unique about selling into or running a, a company here versus, uh, you know, the last two markets that you helped, you know, get the large market shares? So the, the, the similarities is that the need is the same. So we all need to be more active. And I think technology in a way supports us to have a better life. But at the same time, it helps us to be you know, less active if you mm -hmm. want. Right? You have everything at your hand, at your disposal. You don't need to move to get anything anymore. Sure. So in this way, the need is the same. I think the corporate needs are the same. Like we're talking a lot about engagement and companies need to have employees more and more engaged in physical activity. We believe it's a good and important step towards, you know, engagement. The differences, I think, is one, the well-being market in the U.S. is much more structured and developed. So you're talking to sophisticated people within those organizations. They have been experiencing partnerships with gyms, with, mm -hmm. you know, other providers in the industry. And second, there is a requirement for automation like everywhere we talk. So, so the, the, the fact that the U.S. market is much more exposed to technology and to innovation compared to other markets, like especially Latin America, the need from the user side and also from the corporate side to have everything like integrated in a good application, it's different. And I think it's like challenging, but we're like using part of this sizable uh, round that we raised to say we're deploying, you know, capital and technology and, mm -hmm. and kind of like catch up with, you know, what we have here. Got it. And just, just so I understand, uh, if I become a member through Gym Pass, do I become a member of that location and I check in just like everyone else? Or do you guys have a separate POS or separate RFID? How does it work from a member experience? So as a member, you, you can access to, to all the studios and gyms in, in, your, in your plan, right? So uh, you choose a different plan based on, on uh, the, the co-pay co that you want to, to uh, pay as an employee. And then you can access to all the gyms that are in that plan or lower globally. So not just in the US, but also if you travel uh, in the UK or Europe or Latin America. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's and, and you can go, it's, it's unlimited. So that's how it works as a member. But the access per se, it's, uh, we are integrated with all the platforms, you know, that gyms are using from ERP or booking perspective to make sure that the experience for the user is seamless. Got so so MindBody, ABC, So we are Club integrated with all those all players those to make okay. sure that the experience from the gym side is like from the fitness partner side is good. What they have to do is like they have to book through our application and check in through our application because this is important information to the HR on the other hand. So right. that's like all combined in a way that on the back end is all connected, but for the users, like a seamless experience. We can provide okay. data to HR, but also to the gyms and partners to make sure mm -hmm. they, they see the results of this. Got it. So wh where do you see Gym, gym Pass? Obviously, you guys, have, um, congrats on, on, on the growth and the capital raise on the 300 million, which is amazing. As you look at Gym Pass and say, okay, I built this channel. You know, do you take the channel and say, like, we're working with a group right now uh, called Zeal, which does like on-demand um, massage. Yeah, massage and stretching. You know, do they become potentially a partner and say, okay, look, we're gonna we we've created the the, the channel and we're gonna bolt on other service providers, so it's not just a gym membership. I've seen your site. There's some other things to, that the services you can get now. So how do you kind of think about the company if you guys put back your Bain and BCG, you know, consulting hats on, we kind of go up 50,000 feet? So the, I would say there's a lot of, you know, ideas and conversations where when you're engaging every day with, you know, active people or people that are being active or HRs, there's a lot of things that you can sell. 
to those users or to those, you know, clients in a way. We are pretty much clear in our focus to grow our core business, you know, worldwide. So we're focused to make sure that we're growing the penetration of, you know, inactive people, making those inactive users active first. And then after that, we're probably going to be exploring things. But I would say that our main focus now is how can we deploy what we already learned in companies from big to small companies in a way and leverage also mm -hmm. some channels strategy to push this, you know, core agenda forward. What we were doing, though, in parallel is how can we support our 50,000, you know, gyms partners in a better way? How can we help them buy services at scale? How can mm -hmm. we better, you know, help them to train their professionals in a better way? So there's a lot of things that only large chains have access in the, in the market that we can help, you know, being like one partner of 50,000 locations, you know, to get better deals and also to improve the way they operate. You know, all those people, you know, that became entrepreneur, you know, open their first locations. Mm -hmm. We believe that they need support to succeed. And we want to give support not only on the revenue side, but also, you know, on the management side. That's where we're going right now. And probably like what we're looking is like we're next phase of expansion, which will be like if you want to defeat an activity globally, you cannot forget that Asia has 75% of the population. So we need to be there like mm -hmm. in any way. So one of the interesting things that we talk about all the time with our, um, our health club operators and it comes up in every investor meeting. It comes up when we talk about like what's your revenue mix, so on and so forth. You know, uh, who's your head of corporate sales? Okay. And most of them say, oh, we used to have this guy and he didn't work out. Or, you know, we have somebody who does it, but it's kind of part time. Uh, we let the general manager go out. And I'm like, that's probably not working. So how do you go in? I mean, is it, is it a fair statement to say, uh, and we'll talk about it with our clients when we go to Ursa, you know, look, Instead of trying to hire a corporate salesperson, which you have probably like a 10% chance that that person is going to work out, like we're basically going to do it for you. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? I think it's totally fair. And, and, and I think Jim Pass can make all the hard, like the lifting for you and you just collect the revenue of people that are visiting, you know, your facilities. And then your role is one, to get, you know, a good, you know, promotion in our website and make sure that we are partnering in like in, in clients activities. But at the same time, which is more important to make sure that that person that gets into your facility, they became like they become active and mm -hmm. they stay with you. So your role moves from, you know, selling one specific membership to make sure that they are coming back. And then you can leverage that to make sure you're selling auxiliary, you know, revenues like personal training, you know, sure. food and et cetera. But you need to make sure that they're coming back every day to train so that, you know, all the cycle will work. Yeah, especially when we work with large corporations, sometimes they want to give a benefit that is the same for all the employees nationally, sometimes globally. So it's very hard to have a gym from your chain next to all of these offices of the employees. So that's why they like to partner with us. Gotcha. So, um, so as you, uh, you know, put your, uh, your anchor down here, you know, what, do you, what are some of the big things that have, that have happened or that, that you're going to forecast over the next couple of months and what companies are kind of the... The ones where you say, hey, look, we, we do a great job for these three companies if they're disclosable. So we don't we don't disclose like some of the most of the, the, the clients. Uh, but of course, what we what we are doing, which is super interesting, is we have clients like thousands of clients elsewhere. Right. Not in the U.S., all mm -hmm. of them. But what we're doing and most of those clients, they have either their headquarters here in the U.S. or they have a massive operation in the U.S. So what we're seeing now, which is interesting, is that all those clients are starting to talk about gym pass internally. And they didn't want to have one single solution for all their markets. So mm -hmm. that's where I think Gym Pass comes into play. Make sure that we're, you know, closing those, those partnerships, you know, uh, and, and, and make sure that like, we become a global provider for, our, you know, those or our HR channels. But what we are aiming at in terms of growth, we're probably, you know, 
multiplying the market like by three or five, you know, next year and a half. So we are super excited with uh, like the value that we can generate to our fitness partners, the current ones and the future ones that will probably join the platform as well. Got it. Yeah. I think from, from our side, it's very important to keep the, the passion for the industry, right? So especially on my side, we work with gyms and, and, and fitness partners and studios. Myself, I, I worked at the gym during college, so it's in, and my whole team, they all have experience in the industry. So for us, uh, that's also something that we've noticed across markets. This industry is, is very passionate and we work with passionate people. So it's, it's important to keep this passion on the gym side, but also show to the clients and the employees that we have this passion. Yeah, some, some like like one example, like Citizens Bank is a client, just to give some names. Okay. And, and, and we have like Kraft Heinz as a client. CVS is now expanding to like their whole 250,000, you know, employee base. Well, and, and in terms of the fitness partners that are with us, you like names like Lifetime, SoulCycle. They're like partners, you know, with Gym Pass and like pushing this agenda, this growth agenda as well together with us. Great. Well, uh, well, welcome to the States. Let's go take it by storm. <laughs> and I uh, look forward to working with, uh, with both of you and your teams on getting people uh, off the couch and making it easier cool. for them. And the, the more uh, health club chains we can create or prop up or the more guests we can have on Halo Talk. So thanks for helping us out on that. Thank you. And to eradicate loneliness and inactivity, Masi and Marco, thanks for coming on and continued success. I appreciate Pleasure. it. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank awesome. you.